Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Eliphaz is about to make his third attempt to explain the cause and effect nature of Job's problem. In other words, Eliphaz is the oldest of the three men. Um, Eliphaz is the first one of Job's friends who spoke and essentially tried to equate what was happening with um, Job's bad behavior or some kind of sinful actions that had caused it to happen. And now Eliphaz um, offers up his third argument, keeping with that same basic tenet that um, uh, Job has done something wrong, Job is getting what he deserves, and that Job is um, trying to excuse his, his obvious sin by coming up with all these arguments against God. So let's read now Job chapter 22. Then Eliaphaz the Temanite replied, Can a man be of benefit to God? Can even a wise person benefit him? What pleasure would it give the Almighty if you were righteous? What would he gain if your ways were blameless? Is it for your piety that he rebukes you and brings charges against you? Is not your wickedness great? Are not your sins endless? You demanded security from your relatives for no reason. You stripped people of their clothing, leaving them naked. You gave no water to the weary, and you withheld food from the hungry. Though you were a powerful man owning land, an honored man living on it. And you sent widows away empty-handed and broke the strength of the fatherless. That's why all these snares are around you and why sudden peril terrifies you, why it's so dark that you cannot see and why a flood of water covers you. Is not God in the heights of heaven? And see how lofty are the highest stars. Yet you say, what does God know? Does he judge through such darkness? Thick clouds veil him, so he does not see us as he goes about in the vaulted heavens. Will you keep to the old path that the wicked have trod? They were carried off before their time. Their foundations were washed away by a flood. They said to God, Leave us alone. What can the Almighty do to us? Yet it was He who filled their houses with good things. So I stand aloof from the plans of the wicked. The righteous see their ruin and rejoice. The innocent mock them, saying, Surely our foes are destroyed, and fire devours their wealth. Submit to God and be at peace with Him. In this way, prosperity will come to you. Accept instruction from His mouth and lay up His words in your heart. If you do return to the Almighty, you will be restored. If you remove wickedness far from your tent and assign your nuggets to the dust, your gold of Ophir to the rocks in the ravines, then the Almighty will be your gold and the choicest silver for you. Surely then you will find delight in the Almighty and will lift up your face to God. You will pray to Him and He will hear you and you will fulfill your vows. What you decide on will be done, and light will shine on your ways. When people are brought low, and you say, lift them up, then he will save the downcast. 
he will deliver even one who is not innocent, who will be delivered through the cleanness of your hands. And so Eliaphaz's assessment, although it's negative as to what he thinks is Job's sinful behavior, does have a little redemptive edge to it, or at least a spin on it. He says, essentially, Job, you're, you're really guilty, but even now, if you repent and turn back to the Lord, everything's going to be fine. Everything will go back to like it was, and if you'll just admit your sin and repent, then um, God will yet have mercy on you, and your prayers will be in power again, and you'll be able to help other people. Everything just be nice, Job, if you'll um, just honestly make a, a real assessment of your sinful behavior and the cause and effect. So Eliphaz replies, can a man be a benefit to God? In other words, Job, you know, why is it important to the Lord, these arguments that you're making? Can even a wise person benefit him? What pleasure would it give the Almighty if you were righteous? In other words, you're not righteous, but even if you were righteous, what would God get from this? What would he gain if your ways were blameless? So, Job, you're making all these arguments about um, you're really blameless, and yet the Lord is bringing all this calamity on you. What benefit is it to God to um, deny the fact that you're, you're saying you're righteous if it were true? There's no benefit, and obviously the Almighty is confirming that you're a very wicked guy by all of these things that have happened to you. He continues with sarcasm in verse 4. He says, Is it for your piety that he rebukes you and brings charges against you? In other words, it's not for your good behavior you're experiencing all this misery and suffering. It's obviously as a result of your sinful behavior. And he expressly says, Is not your wickedness great? Are not your sins endless? Friends, those are very bold accusations. There's no wiggle room there. He's claiming Job is very wicked and his sins are endless. So it's not just one or two hidden things. It's a a large measure of things. Then he comes up with a hypothetical list of specific accusations. And he states these accusations as if he knows them to be a fact. He says, you demanded security from your relatives for no reason. Accusation number one. Accusation number two. You stripped people of their clothing, leaving them naked. (laughs) That's pretty harsh. Accusation number three. You gave no water to the weary. That's pretty rough, too. And you withheld food from the hungry. Accusation number four. Then it gets even worse. You sent widows away empty-handed. We know, friends, that the Lord hates mistreatment of widows. And then if that were not enough, he deals in the orphans, he says, and you broke the strength of the fatherless. And so these specific accusations, if they were true, Job would indeed be a very wicked man. Verse 10, that is why snares are all around you and why sudden peril terrifies you, why it's so dark you cannot see and why a flood of water covers you. So repent, Job, turn back for it's too late. Submit to God. Those were my words, by the way. Now, Job, verse 21, submit to God and be at peace with him. In this way, prosperity will come to you. Accept instructions from his mouth and lay up his words in your heart. And if you return to the Almighty, you'll be restored. So there's a little bit of redemptive edge to this. But unfortunately, the rest of his argument is is meaningless. And so uh, to say return to the Lord, you know, stop your sinful behavior is not really helpful. But he does say, if you do that, you'll be restored. So there's a little hope. 
He goes on to say, if you will remove wickedness far from your tent and assign your nuggets to the dust and your gold of over to the rocks and the ravines, then the Almighty will be your gold, the choices of silver for you. And so depend on the Lord, not on your your wicked um, uh, behavior. Verse 26, surely then, after you repent, you will find delight in the Almighty and you'll lift up your face to God. You'll be able to pray again. He'll listen to you. Because you know, Job, that um, uh, God treats people well when they repent. He'll deliver those that are downcast. Once they've admitted to all their, their wickedness and they've admitted to all their wrongdoing and they've turned from all their bad behavior, then God will eradicate all of this suffering and all of these um, obvious judgments that are on you, Job. The Lord will take care of those things and God will be on your side again. And so... Although Eliaphaz makes some reassuring statements, basically he's just wrong because his assertion is that everything that Job is suffering is a direct result of his wicked behavior, which that's not the case. And so, Lord, may we never mix truth with falsehood. Eliaphaz says a few things that are nice and they sound good, but on the other hand, he makes accusations. Lord, may we not cooperate with the accuser of the brethren. The devil is called the accuser of the brethren. May we never be on his side. May we be among those who exonerate the brethren and cover the brethren and pray for the brethren and encourage the brethren and not accuse them. Lord, forgive us for those times we have accused. Help us, Lord, be those that stand on the side of the righteous and encourage them to more righteousness. We pray this, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.